Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome in. It is the early line. We're right here on SportsGrid on a Friday morning. I'm Kevin Walsh. I'm joined. By Donnie Wrightside, DRS, what a big Friday it is, my man. How are you feeling? Uh, feeling good today, man. Friday, rested and ready. Yesterday, I thought that game probably would go over the total, Kevin. Didn't happen there, but did pick up a little bit of money mm. betting some individual things yesterday on the FanDuel Sportsbook. So, feeling good Beautiful. today. Excellent, excellent, excellent. We will go through all of the results there, but the uh, most important one, the winner, that is, of course, the Denver Nuggets, 104 to 93, narrowly covering the double, the nine-point spread with an 11-point victory. This game, as you mentioned, going well under the total. Leading scorer, Nikola Jokic, out of nowhere, uh, ended up with a big scoring fourth quarter, as well as a triple-double, 14 assists and 10 rebounds. How about 10 assists as well? Well, for Jamal Murray, Bam Adebayo with a huge game, leading the scoring for the Miami Heat with 26 points. Jimmy Butler, a lot to be desired offensively in this game, 13 points on 6 of 14 shooting. I mean, you got the milk cartons going out now for Martin and Struess from the game yesterday. You just can't have a big a big game like that and have performances out of a couple of your starters that a couple of knockdown mm -hmm. shots might have made a difference. I would say probably the most intriguing thing in this game was it felt like Denver was outside of that spread the entire game, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a couple Lowry triples puts that at nine, and you had some intriguing yeah. television throughout the rest of the game, but I don't think we ever thought that the Miami Heat were going to challenge Denver Nuggets after the first quarter here. It just felt like the Nuggets were the better team, and rightfully so. Spread drama, no doubt about it throughout. Uh, the Max yeah. Struess performance, yeah. as someone that had a Max Struess over nine and a half points ticket in, it's a weird one, Donnie. It's a weird one. You get If I told you Max Struess is going to shoot nine threes, do you like him over nine and a half points? The answer would probably be yes. Uh, the updated line, though, now has Denver as a minus 800 favorite to win the NBA championship. We will reset those odds uh, at the top of our show coming up here in just a couple of moments. But some other NBA news. Ja Morant. This is odd, Donnie. Maybe concerning. Uh, Adam Silver saying that uh, they have, quote, uncovered a fair amount of additional information. Uh, and, but he felt, though, that they were not going to make their decision public because they did not want to detract from the NBA Finals. But a John Morant ruling will be coming later this month in terms of suspension and what is next for the Memphis Grizzlies superstar. 
The NBA, much like the NFL now, Kevin, just trying to stay in the headlines, going like, ooh, we got something salacious here, but the NBA Finals are going on. We can have great content at one of our worst. Now, here's the best part about it, Kevin, because we'll talk about this a little bit later, but I want to leave this here. If you're the NBA, why do you not release it before game one here, where we talk about it for 25 minutes and never again for the next seven days, but also when the Mm -hmm. NBA Finals ends, you want to put this up here as your national story so you can beat up the NBA and John Morant for a month straight when nothing is going on? Ridiculousness. I would say, usually the idea would be, throw it, bury it, we'll just get lost in the finals. It suggests, Mm -hmm. Donnie, and we'll get into this more in a little bit, this ruling might be very extreme. If John Morant is suspended from the NBA for a full year, that's not going to get buried in 25 minutes. We've not heard any reports on what it's going to be, but it certainly popped my eyes open as to what actually this ruling is going to be here. It does not sound good for John Morant. We will see what the NBA decides. Our radio audience is with us here on Friday morning at Sirius XM Channel 159. The early line, Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wrightside. Some good news for Joe Missoula. Uh, you and I speculated on this yesterday here on the early line. Missoula keeps keeping his job with the Boston Celtics, Brad Stevens confirming that. Yeah, and maybe just the fact, Kevin, as we like to say, and equate it to the NFL playoffs here, there's not a lot of guys left when you make it a long distance in the playoffs to actually choose from. Missoula probably deserved to get a second year here. We'll see what happens. And, uh, you know, the the idea that maybe uh, the youngest coach in the NBA does deserve a second year is is maybe one that not enough people are saying. So, look, uh, it is a fair point uh, by you. Uh, We also heard that Nick Nurse would absolutely like to keep James Harden in Philadelphia. I don't know if anybody has told Nick Nurse, though. Uh, James Harden, I think I feel like Donnie's made it pretty clear uh, he wants to go back to Houston. Though I know you've been pulling back on that notion quite a bit. Yeah, it it doesn't make sense for me to see James Harden to go back to Houston, but some people have different priorities. Just get paid and have a great lifestyle as opposed to chasing championships. We'll see what he chooses here. By the way, he can't go wrong either way with Mike and money or winning championships. Hey, it's what it is. (laughs) The interesting thing is it's either a win-win or a lose-lose, and it all depends uh, who you are. Uh, In hockey news, Patrick Kane's going to have some off-season hip surgery there, which is going to keep him out four to six months. The big story of course on the ice though is tomorrow we begin the Stanley Cup final George Kurtz will join us in hour number two to preview the series Don between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Florida Panthers there we go and away we go in another championship series here but what a shame for the Rangers there with Patrick Kane out four to six months I'll make sure I keep updated on that throughout the summer to see how his rehab's going and we will, I mean, we might do daily Patrick Kane updates if that's what the people uh, are looking for Listen here. Uh, the Diamondbacks continue to get the job done in the win column here, DRS. I don't know why. I don't know if this is fair, but this comes off the page like one of your teams for me. I just feel like you've been more interested in the Diamondbacks than most. 34 and 23 now as they beat the Rockies again. Got some really good guys up there at the plate that can do some damage. Yesterday, Kevin, remember us on Moneyline? Hey, I think I'm going to pick two guys out. Both of those guys, mm-hmm. Guriel and Corbin Carroll, cashed in tickets with RBIs. Yes! That's the way we get it started into a weekend. Don Carlos Stanton's coming back for the Yanks. I got a series with the Dodgers NBA Finals up yeah. next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. 
jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio, and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. Sports could we begin in Denver. The NBA Finals tipped off last night, and the Nuggets take a 1-0 series lead. 104 to 93. They cover a nine-point spread. This game goes well under the total of 219. Nikola Jokic, the star of the game, as always, 27 points, 14 assists, 10 rebounds in his finals debut but plenty of help from others. Aaron Gordon setting the tone with 12 first quarter points. How about a double-digit assist game for Jamal Murray, as well as 26 points. Bench played well for this team here. But the story for me and the most immediate takeaway, DRS, is when you look at the last two series now for Denver, being the Western Conference Finals and the NBA Finals, they have gone up against two teams that were able to advance throughout the postseason despite being the lower-seeded team in each of the first two rounds in the Lakers and the Heat. And what the Lakers and the Heat shared in common is that they had been able to win the opening game on the road and immediately take home court advantage back. The Lakers going out there, winning in Memphis, winning in Golden State. We've talked about it with the Miami Heat, winning in Milwaukee, the Garden, and then the other Garden as well throughout that such, you know, opening round games that they've been able to play there. But the Denver Nuggets trend right now has been the most unstoppable one which is them inside Denver. They've yet to lose a game at home all postseason long. That remains true once again. And that is the deal for the Denver Nuggets, a minus 800 favorite now to win the NBA championship. They do not need to win a single road game in this series to become NBA champions. No, and you're right, and that's why you fight so hard to get home court advantage, and when you play in elevation, one of the few teams that has outside of, ooh, their crowd, Kevin, is just really loud, they actually have a true home court advantage playing at that mile-high level. Now, granted, did it show up last night? Was it a big factor? We don't technically know. We'll find out a little bit more in game number two, but this is one of those things that right off the bat, you just felt like the Denver Nuggets were a better team. And newsflash, coming into the series, Kevin, we both agreed, and most people agree, the Denver Nuggets are a better team overall than the Miami Heat are, but the the thing that makes it such a compelling argument is every time the Miami Heat plays somebody in the playoffs, we said the same thing. The other team's probably better than the Heat. Oh, no, the Heat advanced again, so it sort of doesn't matter. Let's just take a quick little snapshot here of game one. Before the game starts, I go, Kevin, take a look at this. 26-13 and 13 out of Bam out of Bayou. And by the way, Gabe Vincent's mm-hmm. going to chip in with 19. He said, hold on now. 
I'm getting nine points in this game. Sign me up. I think the Miami Heat actually win this. What's Jimmy Butler going to have? An average game at 26 points here and a couple other guys knocking down three-point shots? This is going to be a fun one to watch. Now, granted, you did have some spread drum, as you say, coming up on the top of the show, and sometimes that's all we need. But I feel like in the first couple minutes of this game with, you know, Aaron Gordon seeming like he was going to go for a 45 spot early, he said, wow, this hmm. is a different tone here. Standing ovations coming off the court. It looks like Denver's locked in here. And Miami technically could never get back into this game, which is some anomalies there. A lot of players on the Miami Heat that played so, so well throughout the first three playoff series didn't show up in game number one. And maybe that's expected after a seven-game series against the Boston Celtics. And the thing that stuff is kind of in the eye of the beholder, or basically it's going to be it's a hindsight conversation. That rest mm -hmm. versus rust stuff that we talk about, where yeah. man, what an advantage this is for Denver! All the time off they've had in an alternate world where the Heat come out here and they jump all over the Nuggets, we go, Psh, man. I mean that all that rest hurt the Nuggets, right? It's a it's something where the result determines the way we discuss things here. What I will say, though, is, you know, kind of before you go, hey, what's coming next up in this series? Again, the nine points, right? It, Don, it felt like Denver dominated this game, right? Basically, once we got to halftime here, the result wasn't in doubt. And you still, if you laid the nine, eight and a half, you had to watch the entirety of this basketball game. You, you were not safe until this clock hit zeros, right? And, that, you know, it ended up landing with 11. And Denver covered, and Denver deserved, uh, deserved to cover here, right? But it's not like the Nuggets went out there and covered in a game where Jimmy was unstoppable. Jimmy was bad. A, a team worst minus 17 on 6 of 14 from the field and 13 points. And, again, we do this all the time here on the show. Pick a stat line. And yeah, I could throw you the Max Drew stat line. I could throw you double-digit assist from all that. If I tell you that Jimmy Butler scored 13 points on 6 of 14 shooting, the Heat lost that game. That's, the, that's what it comes down to. And you go through the Jimmy Butler game log throughout this postseason. They have not lost a game where Jimmy Butler has been great. Not, it's not happened yet. And I look at the margins of this game here, and if Jimmy Butler was great, well, it certainly would have been a much, much closer game, and it might have just been then a Miami Heat victory here. That, to me, is still the most important thing on a game-to-game -game basis, is will Jimmy Butler be great? Because so far, throughout the 2023 NBA playoffs, when the answer is yes, the Heat win. Yeah, you're right about that. Yes, and you have to be great. And also, we're taking a look at a team, Kevin, in the Miami Heat where it's not like the Golden State Warriors, right? Like, hey, Clay had an off night. Yeah, but Steph just went for 50. Or Steph had an off game, but Jordan Poole came in and had a dominant performance. It feels like unless Jimmy does play one of those nuclear games, which we've seen in the regular season, points average, Kevin, like 22, 23, 24 points. We routinely see him in the playoffs posted at the FanDuel Sportsbook at close to 30 points because it feels like that's what he needs to get to in order for the Miami Heat to win it's going to be a rare night where jimmy butler goes 6 of 14 from the field and they beat the denver nuggets that's not going to happen so i think the point is valid that you're bringing up one of the few teams like Jokic has an off night what do you mean by an off night 14 points 13 rebounds and 10 assists oh they can't win that game no jamal Murray can easily get into the 30s here he has some help on that other side where i don't feel the need that jimmy butler has it but the interesting part yesterday was jimmy butler didn't have it but bam Adebayo did have it and from a betting perspective and if you do have a miami heat ticket 
like we're just a fan. You got to actually come away from this game going, we actually really weren't competitive enough to win that game. But boy, it feels good that Bam Adebayo actually woke up because if both of these players, Kevin, can get in tune with each other where Jimmy drops 26 and Bam is into the 20s, the Miami Heat are going to have a legitimate chance in the series if that can take place. They can't both be like, hey, I'm going to be on this night. You're going to be off this night. They both need to be playing well to beat the Denver Nuggets. Yeah, well, one thing, you know, Michael Malone said, hey, we're going to live with, you know, Bama DeBio taking contested twos. I would argue not a lot of them were contested, which is why he was able to have, you know, an, an effective night yeah. there. I am sure one thing you are going to see, it just because you can't, you have to bring this up. The Heat shooting two free throws in the entire game is wild. It's an NBA Finals record. You will not see that again in this series. And it usually lends itself to the Miami Heat getting to the line 15-plus times in game number two. That's just usually the way these things ebb and flow here. On the Denver side of it, though, look to zone in Jokic and Murray. And, and, and yes, Jokic is, again, the, the top star. His finals MVP odds grow stronger. You know, uh, for, uh, the chance that he averages a triple-double uh, in the NBA Finals now, it almost feels like a certainty with 14 assists off the, the bat right here. But look at Jamal Murray as well. 26 points, 10 assists, 6 rebounds there. They combine for 53, 24, and 16. And it has been true that, you know, this one-two punch absolutely won that battle between LeBron and Anthony Davis. And I think you could argue that they won the battle between Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, and certainly in round number one between Anthony Davis, uh, Anthony Edwards uh, and Carl Anthony Towns. This duo here has been on a roll all postseason long, and that continued here. You know, we talk about what happens when Jimmy plays great? Oh, wow, we like we got a really good Bama to bio game. Jamal Murray has been starting to get very consistent. And Nikola Jokic is, I mean, again, Jokic somehow ended up being the leading scorer in this game. And it felt like he was passive all game long in terms of scoring or looking to create for others. Yes, it's the different ways that you can win if you're the Denver Nuggets here, and it's based on what Nikola Jokic can do because he can do everything. Hey, let's take the ball out of his hands. Well, he's dropping dimes early in the first quarter. Look like he might have a 20-assist game. But by the way, the only thing I'm upset with myself about yesterday, we saw one of those bets, 22 assists between Murray and Nikola Jokic plus 950, and I passed on it. Oh, man, it hurts today. It hurts. That's it's pretty frustrating there. It's all right. You'll be all right. Uh, we'll reset the series price once more and then get into some NBA headlines next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. 
you're an owner. That means your priorities are vanguards too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. Back right here on the early line NBA Finals game number one is in the rearview mirror uh, as we saw Nikola Jokic at a triple-double lead Denver to a 1-0 series lead. Minus 800 on the Nuggets. We will set this up a lot more in our number two. I just cannot help but make this point here. It does always surprise me still, Donnie, when I see how much movement you will get in a series uh, wager when the result that was expected by a pretty significant margin takes place. Denver was a nine-point favorite at a minus, what was it, minus 430 to win the NBA mm-hmm. Finals. They win the game, and now it is minus 800. Now, all of a sudden, the Heat plus two and a half games is plus 106. It's just, it will always feel as if, you know, this is where the computers kind of, if you will, leave themselves vulnerable. It does feel that way because, again, if you are the computers, it's like, do you just live in the moment at this point? Aren't we grading this first game before it begins as if it was a victory so it should be built into that series opening line as is? And once the Denver Nuggets win, we all go, well, they were supposed to. They were close to double-digit favorites, and you move it 20 or 30 cents. It's pretty crazy. And again, on your home court. So let's just say game two is over. Are the Nuggets minus 2,000 to win the series after two games? Feels like that's the way it's about to be priced. It's it is going to be priced that way. But again, and something that we alluded to yesterday, the Heat win the next game, steal home court advantage, and it's still going to be minus three fifty on the Denver Nuggets, which does not make any sense. Let's get over to some other NBA stories, though, because now apparently a story connected to the finals, but not connected to the finals, is the John Morant situation here, and Adam Silver has kind of set the table that. There's a lot to be said, but we don't want to say too much. Let's kick it over to Adam Silver and kind of hear how he's set up the John Morant situation as it stands right now. How do you assess what kind of punishment to deliver if indeed there is a punishment here? So in, in, in assessing um, what discipline is appropriate, if that's the case, um, we look at both the history of prior acts, but then we look at the individual player's history as well. And so that, and and the seriousness, of course, of the conduct. So those are all things that get factored. Um, It's it's not an exact science. It comes down to judgment at the end of the day um, on the part of me and my colleagues in the league office. In terms of the timing, um, we've uncovered a fair amount um, of additional information, I think, since I was still asked about the situation. I would say we probably could have brought it to a head now, but we made the decision, and I, and I believe the Players Association agrees with us, that it would be unfair to these players and these teams um, in the middle of the series to announce the results of that investigation. And given that we're, of course, in the offseason, he has now been suspended 
um, by his by the Memphis Grizzlies indefinitely, and so nothing is would have changed anyway in the next few weeks. I, it, it seemed better to park um, that at the moment, at least any public announcement. And my sense now is that shortly after the conclusion of the finals, we, we will announce the outcome of that investigation. So you hear it right there from, from Adam Silver. Uh, Don, and this seems to get major eye rolls from you. Tell us why. Well, here's what I'm looking at for the NBA. Crisis Management 101. You know what the best time to actually release this news is? Friday at 5 o'clock when there's no NBA game on tonight. It's going to be a weekend game Sunday night at 8 p.m. And also, I'm setting the table for this. I'm reading the tea leaves between Adam Silver. You better come with something strong here after the NBA Finals. If you basically announce it to the country, look, this is going to be so much turmoil here. If I say how many games he's getting suspended, that we might have to push back the NBA Finals into October because ESPN and Sports Grid Network and everybody's just going to have a field day and no other programming can be done for the next two weeks because of how outrageous and salacious this might be. If Adam Silver hits us with a 15-game suspension after the NBA Finals for John Morant, that's like, hey, you know what? I can go on vacation. I can get my ankle surgery that I've always wanted to get, and I'll have to get it over the summer because I'm not playing the first 15 games. That's how I look at it. And I think we misjudge a couple things. Like, yeah, John Morant getting suspended is going to be a big deal. But I'm telling you right now, do you remember when Calvin Ridley got suspended from the NFL for gambling? It was such a big story. And in 24 hours, nobody cared again. They really didn't. And I'm not saying it's LeBron James or it's Damian Lillard or Joel Embiid that's going to get suspended. Trust me, it'll be big news at Friday at 5 o'clock. By Monday, we'll have it in the 7-7, and and we'll be done with it after that and having a great time talking about the NBA Finals. So So I definitely think there is a nature of, hey, we could news dump this whole thing, right? Maybe the NBA doesn't want to news dump it. You could certainly push back on that idea. I do think there is something to, look, this is supposed to be a good time for our league. And even if it's not that all of a sudden the finals coverage would completely be swallowed up by any John Morant breakdown, right? It's, it's, what, it's a situation where we don't need this to be a 60-40 split where 60% is the finals. We don't need a 75-25 split where 25% is John Morant. We, we, we would like, because you and I are going to do this now because obviously it does sound like something major is coming, but we won't talk about John Morant again until that ruling comes out. And it will be finals from now until the finals are over. But again, you do read the tea leaves on it, Donnie. It, mm-hmm. it does suggest it is going to be a major suspension here. And, yeah. the, the, and the note is, look, Calvin Ridley, while a good football player, was a wide receiver on a bad Atlanta, Atlanta Falcons football team. John Morant is a perennial NBA All-Star, the face of the Memphis Grizzlies, one of the 15 best players in the sport. John Morant's, uh, if John, John Morant's suspended for a year, Donnie, it, it changes whether the Memphis Grizzlies are seen as a title contender or not right like if if you remove calvin ridley off the falcons or off the jacksonville jaguars it 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 matters but it it doesn't matter there right but these are the kind of it is a massive ruling it seems like the nba is about to make and they are going to make it. But I just look at the way the normal timeline goes now, specifically with how fast Twitter goes and social media, that will be off the timeline. Almost like the NBA is like, hey, you know what? It's going to be great. 
Let's enjoy a great finals here. We'll see how long it goes. And then we'll put the worst face of the NBA in center, on center stage for the rest of the summer here with a guy that who knows what they uncovered, but we get to talk about it and have lead stories. Now, some organizations and some outlets will say, including the NBA, hey, as long as they're talking about us, I don't care what they're talking about. And maybe there is something to that here. But I just view it as now would be the perfect time between game one and game two, which is Sunday night, dump it on a Friday. The big news organizations will try to do the best they can over a nice you know spring slash summer weekend here and they will lead with that on the sunday night telecast then you won't hear about it again it just was almost like we're getting our popcorn ready as if like the oj verdict is about to get released and everybody has to be clued into you know adam silver's press conference here i think they could have released that dumped it with a newsletter hey whoa send this out 50 game suspension for jaw we wouldn't talk about it again after game two but it feels like they want center stage after the nba finals is over and sort of embarrass them and say, well, as long as we're embarrassing ourselves, everybody's going to talk about us and they won't forget the league here. That's the only thing I'm bringing up here. But you're right about this. If Adam Silver goes, yeah, we found some new stuff here. Uh, we gave him uh, 10, day, 10 games last time. We'll give him 15 this time. That would be so hilarious to watch that play out as if you couldn't release that over the summer, where, excuse me, over the NBA Finals instead of the summer. And I, I understand your, your your point. My pushback on that is the NBA really won't have much issue keeping uh, focus. When, you know, games, if there is a game seven, that's on the 18th, four days later is the NBA draft. Victor Webb and Yama mania continues. And then about a week later, all so of a sudden it's what? NBA free agency. There you go. Like, I love where you just went there. So as the NBA goes, oh, whoa, whoa, drift coming up. We got to push this back. Like, when, when's the right time? Labor Day weekend? Like, so, when is the time that we, we don't want to include anything or ruin anything big in the NBA? So I actually think that is an interesting notion, right? That the NBA actually yeah. should just wait to do this until, you know, the middle of July kind of <laughs> situation there. But again, like that might be the sweet spot of like to your again, to your point, the NBA finals, if you go seven, the NBA finals game ends on a Sunday. OK, well, we're not going to do it on the Monday. We want everybody to recap the finals. All right, we'll do it on the Tuesday and then people get two days to talk about it. And then we go to Vic, <laughs> Vic mania, right? Kind of thing. It, it, and look, but also the amount that we do discuss, if it is a 20 game suspension, then let me just retroactively agree with everything Donnie said. Nobody's going to care. If it's a 20 game suspension, because he just got suspended eight, what, eight games for the last one. So nobody's going to care if this is 20 games, half a year, a year, whatever kicked out of the league. Just we don't know. Whatever it is, that's when 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 the conversation changes here. Look, we'll sneak this in. And I only do that because we we knew yesterday, Donnie, kind of or at least we basically set the stage for this. Joe Mazzula back in Boston unsurprising here they ultimately went to the eastern conference finals in a game number seven they've already gave this guy a contract extension and made him the full head coach in the middle of the year monty williams is out there set you know setting records in terms of the, the amount that he's getting the the, the celtics were, were in too tough of a spot they were really left optionless i felt even if maybe the right move is still to move on from joe Missoula. By the way, also, Kevin, when you saw in that sort of here's what we want to do, they want Jalen Brown back. You know how this works out, right, Kevin? Let's run this thing back again as if it's finally going to turn into an NBA championship. It's not going to do and that. I, and my favorite part is yeah. once we get to October, November, December, uh, these guys can't play together again. Got to trade them by the deadline. Well, and that I can't wait for. I, I I was blown away, though, by the amount of people who were saying, man, did Jalen Brown cost himself a lot of money during the NBA Finals? <laughs> I don't think he cost himself a dollar. 
I don't think he cost himself, no matter how many times he dribbled into Max Struess's arms, no matter how many threes he missed, I don't think he cost himself a single dollar in the NBA Finals. Uh, quick break. We'll be right back. It's the early line on SportsGrid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. Let's keep things moving here on the early line. Look, I think we're at the point in the calendar. It's June. That if it's a Friday, it's a football Friday. And DeAndre Hopkins' rumors and questions and worries and thoughts are all about around and there is a lot to get into uh, as far as DeAndre Hopkins goes look the big thing I will say right off the front here is Hopkins is the guy is the kind of guy to me that if he signs with a contender odds get on the move odds now it doesn't necessarily mean that all of a sudden the Chargers would become favorites in the AFC West but the odds would move the Chargers were a team that we heard mentioned we also heard the Ravens we also heard the Eagles we heard the Bills we've heard the Chiefs Well, the most recent reporting is now suggesting that that list is way more open. He's willing to take meetings, doesn't seem to be in a rush. Hopkins here, maybe the dollar sign is going to come first. And that's understandable. NFL players, we know the shelf life is not necessarily, you know, it's not forever, right? And there could be some big-time spots out there. Before we get to the specifics, Donnie, of where he is going or where he is not going, are you surprised that Hopkins is willing to go to a team that is not labeled necessarily a top contender in the league? Here's what's going on behind the scenes, Kevin. You know me, insider, DRS. Let me give you a feel for how this is breaking down. Because, look, DeAndre Hopkins is a wide receiver. And there was a time when I was coming out of high school where I was getting recruited by a few schools here. And, you know, you sort of got to make your change. So it's a similar playing field that we're looking at now. Now that you have the background on it, DeAndre Hopkins isn't getting the offers that he wanted. DeAndre Hopkins spent the entire offseason going on podcasts, giving his top five of who he wants to play for, setting the stage for, boy, if I ever get released, Philadelphia Eagles, Buffalo Bills, Kansas City Chiefs, like I'm down for that. So the minute he got released, 
He was probably looking at his phone going, oh, man, this is going to be ringing a 215 area code, whatever the area code out in Kansas City is. Who's calling me up? Nobody was calling here. And, Kevin, as we were live yesterday on the air for Moneyline, I got a kick out of this one. DeAndre Hopkins is willing to go back to the Houston Texans here. So that immediately signaled to me, like, I'm not getting any bids now. I got to start drumming up business for myself, even if I don't want to go to these teams. And quite frankly, I might have to go to some of these teams if I want a big paycheck. The problem with DeAndre Hopkins here, Kevin, we'll get into the specifics of where he wants to go, is if DeAndre Hopkins was released on January 15th, he would have a big money deal with a new football team. Everybody has spent their money for the upcoming season and budgeted it, where now you're trying to uncover money like the couch cushions. Like, hey, man, find a couple scraps in there. See if we can give it to DeAndre Hopkins. That's what he's running into. It's not he can't play football at a high level. Most teams are already budgeted in for this season. So now he's trying to drum up business, and rightfully so, by bringing other teams into the tent. Look, it's a really tough spot that Hopkins Mm -hmm. is in. I I think you'll agree with this. I think teams would have been more willing to sign him than Odell Beckham Jr. And he's looking for Odell Beckham Jr. money. But again, Odell was was available before Hopkins was. And we probably should have realized that maybe the market was not... I don't want to say... Real, teams were not over, overly anxious to bring Hopkins into the building. Otherwise, the Cardinals would have been able to execute a trade. Sure. Right? And, and that should have been signal number one. Let me get to the Texans bit of this. I've said this here on this show... I've said it online, and I want to continue to reiterate this. This move makes a lot of sense. You can tell me that Hopkins should take less to go win, and that's a way different conversation. But the Texans here should be forcing Hopkins' hand. If the other contenders are struggling to match the dollar amount that he wants, there's no reason for Houston to not come over the top because the Texans aren't tanking. Their first-round pick belongs to the Arizona Cardinals. This team has a rookie quarterback in C.J. Stroud that they have now 1,000% bought in on. The the amount that they like Stroud is semi-responsible for the amount that they went and traded up to get Will Anderson. It's all kind of tied into one. You want to give C.J. Stroud an opportunity to be able to hit the ground running? You want to give yourself the chance instead of always being every single year one of the three worst teams in football? And you can maybe, listen, surprise, flirt with 500 football? You got to get talent in the room. DeAndre Hopkins is talent. The Texans should be aggressive here and force his hand where it's like, look, man, it's a $5 million difference between us and the other guys here. I buy into that Texan stuff, Donnie, because I think it makes so much sense for Houston. For Houston, yes. For DeAndre Hopkins, I'm not so sure because you are right about this, and I think we always come to an agreement. You have a young quarterback that you believe your franchise guy is. You don't go out and do him like, you know, the Chicago Bears did Justin Fields. Hey, by the way, we know you struggle a little bit to pass. We're not going to give you any weapons out here. Have some fun out here and run around, see if you can get 1,000 yards. That's ridiculous here. What you want to do is surround your young quarterback here to say, you know what? When I'm back in the pocket trying to make my read, somebody get open for me, a legitimate wide receiver that I can have trust in, which would fit and be DeAndre Hopkins. Now, it could work out for Hopkins if the Houston Texans go you know what 
We have a ton of money here in the future. And though we're not necessarily tanking, the most important thing for our franchise right now is to make sure our franchise quarterback gets all the support he needs, which includes 50-50 balls going your direction because DeAndre Hopkins can do that. But if you are a DeAndre Hopkins, you're not going to go there for a similar say, you know what, I think Houston will set me up well for the future on a one-year deal. The only way I'm going to Houston, Kevin, five years, $100 million, $40 million up front. Okay, great. I made a lot of money in the NFL. I'm coming back to Houston. Let's see what we can do. Because from a talent perspective for him, he can still play. He's not over the hill just yet. But if he goes on a one-year deal with incentives and plays for the Eagles, the Kansas City Chiefs, or the Buffalo Bills, Kevin, goes out and gets 1,000 yards, he's going to get that big money contract. I just feel like we're setting him up for a downfall going, hey, you know what? I went to Houston for incentives for one year. My rookie quarterback couldn't get me the football, but most GMs go, oh, well, lost a step there. We're going to get you on a discount. I feel like now's the time for him to strike if the iron is hot and you take a little bit less to play with a great quarterback to show the NFL that you still are a top-level guy or you take the bag with Houston if they're willing to offer it. So from your perspective on going back to Houston, it only makes sense for DeAndre Hopkins if he gets a big money long-term deal. But if you are the Houston Texans, you would love to get him on a one-year deal just to help the maturation process of your quarterback. That's just the way I see it here with him. Uh, the, I, I guess my pushback would be I don't think Hopkins signing with a one-year deal with the Texans would be bad, though, in that because next year he can then go into free agency and have a full free agency. If he has a really nice year with Houston, Donnie, he might be able to then get a longer-term deal with a high-level football team, right? Because I think no, you, I, you I said know the state's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Because the only reason I, I second that is, I, I agree. Like, if he goes to Houston, Kevin, 92 catches, 1,400 yards, and 16 touchdowns, he's going to break the bank. But I'm just saying there's more yeah, of an opportunity by going with a winning football team with an absolutely dominant quarterback that can get him the football. Because being a wide receiver, and you know you're wide open, but your rookie quarterback <laughs> yeah. can't make those reads quick enough to get you the ball, which winds up in a 48-catch season, that would hurt him long-term. Because even though, Kevin, it wasn't his fault, GMs will negotiate with him going, like, yeah, you lost a step. Sorry. I really actually, and, and, and there's probably people in the fantasy community who would be best to ask this, what his projected stats would be for if he played in Houston this year versus Kansas City or Buffalo. And what would be, what would be a better projected statistical season for Hopkins? Here's the deal. Apparently the Bills are out. Hopkins is asking for $15 million. Buffalo can't make that happen. And I think that then leads Donnie to the Chiefs being out. The, the Chiefs don't have, the, again, the Chiefs are not looking to pay him that amount of money. And I think the biggest worry for Kansas City is, well, we don't really want him to go to Buffalo. Because we just don't need Buffalo adding more, adding more, adding more, right? Though, so once they, wait, hold on, the Bills are up. All right, cool. Let it, whatever. Let him go. He lands in Houston. We could possibly care less. We'll beat that team by a billion, as is not a contender, not a threat at all here. So the idea that Buffalo's out, that feels big because Buffalo. They're such an they're such an interesting group, the Bills, in that they they're they're supposed to be the cream of the crop, but last year was supposed to be their season. They didn't make the conference championship game, and then all of a sudden it's kind of like ah, do, do we like this Bills team? Do we like you know? There's a, now also there's a big gap between Buffalo and Kansas City plus six hundred to plus nine hundred to win a Super Bowl. It almost feels like the idea is the Bills need DeAndre Hopkins to come into the room. 
It's a really good point you bring up, too, because let's just take a look at the team that went to the Super Bowl and lost against the Kansas City Chiefs, the Philadelphia Eagles. They're loaded up on weapons, but rightfully yeah. so. Their GM, their owner, and fan base or whoever can come out and be like, hey, you know what? I think we're pretty set on offensive weapons here. If we just get another good performance out of our quarterback this year, we'll probably wind up in the Super Bowl. But doesn't it feel like now, and it's not referendum time. Josh Allen is a very good quarterback, but that team is sort of stuck in neutral right now where they were the team full gas on their way to the Super Bowl and not able to get there because if the Buffalo Bills advanced to the Super Bowl and lost, let's just say, say, well, hold on. We got Diggs out there. We got Gabe Davis. We drafted a tight end, which makes us have not two good tight ends. Running back position will solidify. We can get back there. It almost feels like the Buffalo Bills are like, we can't stay status quo and just run this back because technically mm -hmm. it isn't good enough here. We haven't gotten to a Super Bowl yet. Yeah. I would love it. And my, I don't even know what Josh Allen's projections would be where he would just drop back and have that amount of weapons to get after with that cannon of an arm. It would be glorious to watch it play out if he went to the Buffalo Bills. But again, it seems like Hopkins would need to take quite a discount in order to make Buffalo or Kansas City a reality and that by the way if the end result is discount th then it's it's very it's tough to read who the favorite is I don't know if he prefers Buffalo or Kansas it does feel like by the way though and I think you would agree with this Donnie if the answer is discount it's Bills or Chiefs right the Chargers the Ravens the Eagles the rest of those teams even they don't really seem to be in the mix here if he's going to go for eight million dollars say instead of that 15 million dollar price tag can i bring the dallas cowboys in for a second i can't help mm -hmm. myself mike mccarthy comments on on hopkins's availability calls him a quote hell of a talent uh, but he says I, I like our group oh, look man i know they brought in brandon cooks i know but i feel like all last season people are like i cannot believe that this team let amari cooper go what was that all about the reason I really chuckle is, is because it just it serves as a reminder that Mike McCarthy is back to calling plays. And Mike McCarthy's like, what in the world do I need another wide receiver for? We're going to be pounding the rock, baby. Welcome to 2002. Yeah, exactly. Now, and also, Tony Pollard saying he actually feels faster now that he broke his leg, which is always one of those tremendous I mean, things. On, like, man. hey, it's where my ACL, man. I got to be faster this year. And I really feel like it. That's what it sounds like. So when you try to take a look at the Dallas Cowboys, you're right about that. You can't have enough weapons here. And also... The Dallas Cowboys stuck in neutral right now. And I understand. I like the Cooks move. Don't get me wrong. I think they do have solid wide receivers. But it's one of those Jerry Jones moves that just says, like, look, even if it doesn't make financial sense, just get it here because people will talk about the Dallas Cowboys. It's such a Jerry Jones move that that's usually what used to happen in the past. But you're right about that. Go downfield and have big-time weapons for Dak Prescott. Nah, wait do you see the running game that we unleash next year on first and second down. Yeah, that's what's coming here with Mike McCarthy and the Dallas Cowboys. But D-Hop would be interesting, no doubt there it's you know if, if you're looking for a team that he probably should be on it probably is the Kansas City Chiefs no technical true number one at the wide receiver position you can probably sell him on he can be that because the one thing that we do know again with wide receivers if you bring them into Philadelphia and A.J. Browning gets three targets in game one that's going to be an issue if you bring him into other places like the Miami Dolphins with Tyree Kill that would be an absolute issue here if you bring him into the Buffalo Bills you think Diggs is going to love that DeAndre Hopkins got seven for 110 and two scores in game number one he's going to be looking to renegotiate his contract immediately as well it's a tough season to add another good wide receiver because wide receivers they all want the football it's only so many to go around i'm sorry i i love the world where he ends up in philly the I eagles do. are up 30 in the fourth yes. quarter and aj brown is out there running routes with marcus mariota yes. at quarterback saying look my stat line is simply not good enough all right or just Hurts refusing to go into the game yeah
<laughs> he like you know what I mean? he doesn't request a trade because he nope. knows he has it good in Philly, but he requests it on behalf of Hopkins. Like man, Hopkins wants out. Slumped on the bench, know you know, on. has the hoodie over his head. Third quarter, yeah, you could see it. We'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. We're live at the Memorial Tournament. John Rahm is the favorite alongside Patrick Cantlay right now at plus 500. A lot lot of big names, though, DRS. Uh, Follow uh, along here. You've got Spieth, McElroy, Lowry, and Hovland. The next four golfers all under 20 to 1. And then there's a huge conglomerate at the 20 to 1 price right now. Scotty Scheffler, Sunjay M, Tyrell Hatton, and Colin Morikawa. So that is a star-studded top 10 right now at the Memorial Tournament here. Should be a great weekend. No, it should be a great weekend. You know what to make it even better weekend? We know the FanDuel Sportsbook checks in with us all the time, Kevin. I had so much fun in the PGA Championship on Saturday. Like, you know what? Get some free odds boost out there, a profit boost out here. Pick any mm-hmm. golfer you want. We'll boost it up for you. Give me one of those once again. Minimum bet, 50 bucks, 25 bucks, whatever it is. I would be in on that, and that's what I'm looking forward to this weekend on that. But having said that, Kevin, you know sometimes you can get a read on where a sports book is really scared and they don't want that avalanche of money to come in? And I told you yesterday, mm-hmm. my guy McGurt out here on the golf course, shot a plus five, so you figure <laughs> he would be out of the tournament, Kevin. Did you know yesterday? He was a 500 to one price. He shot plus five. What's that price today? 20,000 to one? No, no, no. They didn't move his odds here because they're feeling the comeback like I am on a Friday mm-hmm. where my guy McGirt's going to stand strong here today and then go into moving day on the weekend and really move up that leaderboard. That's what we're all looking forward here. My guy, McGirt. Speaking of, of odds boost and plus five, that's where Corey Connors is. The gala is at plus Whoa. four. That make the cut boost does certainly right now uh, have two guys who are out of the range, but another day uh, to certainly make that up, Donnie. So we'll see. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Give me, let me get let me get this straight. Like you know, something like oh, like gambling is like bad. Are there people out there on the golf course that are shouting at Connors like, "Come on, man, got to make the cut"? You got to figure a couple people out there, right? It's a lot on the line. 
Yeah, and, and that to you is an advertisement of why gambling is good. I just no, that's good. Wanna, yeah, cause that that do. can propel him to be like, you know what? You're right. I can't let the people down. Right. And storms and takes the mic at the end of it because look, there's a big odds boost on me. A lot of pressure. I felt like I did yeah. the people right, right today and, and really charged. You would like that, Kev. You would so, appreciate that since you took it. Yeah, no, it's a good point by you. Hour two's coming up. Yeah. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So. No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor.